My name is Monica Lieberman, and you're listening to Silence Onset Podcast. On today's podcast, returning is Megan Oppenheimer, the showrunner for Hulu's new hit show, Tell Me Lies, to help break down the season finale. So to go over all of those scenes that you want to know and help answer some of your questions, here's Megan Oppenheimer. I wanted to ask you first off, obviously you are you adapted it from the book, and I know that you were talking about different aspects that you brought into it, and originally we spoke about the powerful women and how accurate the sex scenes were, and just like a lot of things that you put in that's from a woman's voice, which was so nice. When you get to the material where you have to finish out a season... Hopefully there'll be a second season. But when you have to finish out a season, how do you adapt that material? Do you go back to it? Do you Are you so far away from it at that point that you're just in the writer's room writing something different? What do you do to kind of wrap it up the show? When I pitched the show, I had to give kind of an overview of the whole season in my initial pitch because they were really wanting to know like what what would your version of the show be? Not just the pilot. What would, what does the season look like? Um, what even did maybe three seasons look like? So I had to pitch um, the whole first season. And so a lot of what you see in the finale was already in the outline from the beginning before I'd even started the writer's room. Um, and then once I had gotten the job and written the pilot, I had to do a, basically like a series Bible, uh, like a mini Bible. Um, it's called a format before they would green light a room. So I was able to do it that way and have the end. I think it would be very hard to start a writer's room and not know what you're writing towards. I, I mean, I actually can't imagine that. That sounds really stressful to just be like going um, continually. So, but when I was initially coming up with the season, I really tried not to worry so much about you know forcing myself to stay true to the book. It really was a case-by-case -case thing of, what works best and that's what's going to win you know in my opinion what works best whether or not it's what happened in the book um because the book is amazing but it's such a different platform you know it's a book you're reading it and um I knew it needed to be more of a cliffhanger and you know something that would hopefully make people want a season two the whole time I'm like everybody is like oh Steven we hate on Steven no, I feel bad because then we see a switch in Lucy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this whole time we're blaming just him for Jackson yeah. that hit for like a long time until it switches. So yeah. for you, what was that like in terms of crafting Lucy? Because we were trying to do like me and Grace were going back and forth with like ideas of what we thought in terms of how she becomes manipulative is it because of her relationship with Stephen is it because that was how she was and she takes advantage of it because of the situation like you know it's just the tables turned so much I mean literally I would say what like after se episode seven I guess is like the biggest movement yeah. that to a, a serious extreme in terms of her manipulation I think that Steven is naturally manipulative and I, I don't think that Lucy actually is. I think it is a result of the relationship and the dynamic and Steven's influence. I don't think she's perfect on her own. You know, I think she is someone who is a product of a lot of trauma and a family that does not talk to each other honestly. 
And I think if you grow up in a family like that and you're guarded, it, it changes the way you communicate. And I think that is something she was always dealing with was just being closed off and having walls and not trusting people. And when you don't trust people, you don't treat them that well, you know? Um, because even subconsciously you're thinking, well, everyone's going to hurt me so I can hurt them first. But I don't think she was a naturally manipulative, mean person. I think she's in a situation where he is gaslighting her so successfully and she's so addicted to him. And I think emotion and delusion are very, very powerful things. And I think she's genuinely operating at all times from the belief, even if deep down she knows, but I think consciously she believes she's maybe doing something bad, but she's doing it for the right reason. Like she really believes that Drew is responsible for all these things. Because if you look at what Stephen is saying to her, of course she's going to. And she wants to believe Stephen because the other option is, you know, if she were to accept what he is, she would have to leave him. And she's not strong enough to do that at that point. Yeah, but it was, it was really fun. We always, you know, we'd mapped out her arc. When we mapped out the season from the beginning on the board in the room, we did it by character initially. We mapped each character's arc out on their own. And then we mapped Stephen. We had Stephen and Lucy's relationship as like a character almost. And then we interwove all of it. Um, so we knew that Lucy was going to go dark. I felt like she needed to. I didn't want her to just be like a victim the whole season. She needed to get, you know, you drink the poison and you become poisonous, you know? Yeah. Well, what was so nice was that you got to see Lucy... Yeah, she becomes manipulative, but it's a different aspect of her. But then in the same aspect, it's a flip of a coin because now you're seeing Steven completely different because mm -hmm. he's a little bit more drawn in and he is a little more tamed because she finds out this information that he was involved in the accident. So he is a little more like, yes, yes, uh-huh, yep, I'll do whatever you want. And it's kind of a little bit of the tables have turned in their relationship. So I, I'm sure as actors, that's probably fun to play because it was so strongly different. So like the first half is so different than the second half in the way that wow. they kind of portrayed all that. Yeah, I think they both had a lot of fun doing that. I think Grace was very excited to go dark. I have to say the first cut of that episode eight, where she starts to go dark, the, when it was first handed to me before I started working on it, it was so dark that I was like, we got to bring this up like I, I was like oh Grace had fun doing this Grace is enjoying being the bad guy for a minute I, I totally loved it and I feel like you know some people it was very interesting too a lot of times when I ask questions one of the biggest questions I got asked was is it bad that we're rooting for Lucy and Steven and I was like that's such an interesting question because we keep kind of joking and it's it is true I mean they're toxic right and it's not the best relationship obviously but do kind of root for them like I did kind of root for them and I can't help it so do you think it's bad that we are rooting for these two people that really probably shouldn't be together no I mean I'm not ever gonna judge the audience for you know I think we we knew that some people would and some people wouldn't and I think that's the beauty of it and I think that's why these kinds of relationships happen because there is something you know, anything you buy into, there's obviously something you're getting out of it. And that chemistry is undeniable. Um, and I think Jackson and Grace as actors have such incredible chemistry that how could some people not? But I'm happy to hear that because I actually, the response I've gotten, I've gotten such an amazing response, but everyone seems horrified by their relationship. Really? The fact that anyone is like rooting for them, I'm like, okay. Um, but as long as people know that this is not something to aspire to in real life, 
And I think maybe if they're rooting for them, they're also rooting for them to like be better, which I think, so that's okay. As long as they're not like, I want to go find a Stephen DeMarco. I, this is what I want in my life. That would be bad. I think nobody probably wants that. I think what's, what I do agree with you. I think it's more of like the chemistry and we just like them. And you're just like, I just want Steven to be better and be a, a good person for her. And I just want her to be a good person for him. And like, I just want it to work out so bad. And I think that's what we were all kind of like striving for. And obviously that's not real life. So I love that. That's not what happens at all. Like for, for the rest of the season, but I think it was an interesting way of getting there. You shook me when the episode airs, when he, Steven is in the room and he's talking to Diana, she's offering so much more to him. He sees an opportunity and literally in a split second, changes his mind, walks out, basically breaks up with Lucy, no word, no conversation, nothing. She's like, what the F happened? We're all like, I was like, literally my mouth was open. What was your response in terms of watching it and how well done? I mean, like they walk out and that slow motion shot you did with the music playing. It was so good. Cause like, I just felt it. Like I was like, oh, like how awful that would have been if I was standing there just seeing him just walk right out. I, I don't have like a response initially. Cause I I'm so I'm like involved in every single second of the editing process. So the initial version of that scene, you know, I had imagined it very differently initially in my head. And then that happens a lot when you actually get the the dailies back or you're in the edit room and you cut it together. You're like, oh wait, okay. For whatever reason, it's not how I imagined it. So something has to shift. And we initially, I thought of that moment as being a lot more somber mm-hmm. um, and, and a little bit sadder because it is obviously a devastating moment for Lucy. And we, when it was first, the very, very rough, you know, first edit of it is given to me, it had more serious music and it, I was like, oh, I don't know why this isn't quite working. And then I said to our editor, I was, because we, I wanted to use Mr. Brightside earlier in the season and then I wasn't able to use it. And it was one of the songs I was like, oh, I don't think we're ever going to get a chance to use that song. And I'm so bummed out because it's so of the era. And then I was just like, Julie, will you just like play Mr. Brightside over this footage and like see what I was like? And I remember being like, I know this is crazy. This is not going to work. I just like, you know, I just want to see. And then she did it. And we were all just sitting there and she was like, I think that's like perfect. And, and um, we immediately were like, we have to use this song. It changed, but it, it did, it's so interesting how music can change everything without changing a single frame um, because it made it a lot more gleeful. But I love, I I do love that scene. I giggle maliciously every time I watch it now um, because it just feels, it feels wicked, you know, feels evil, but um, also Lucy's behaved really badly. And I think you kind of feel good for Diana getting the last laugh in that moment because Lucy's really been, been quite mean to her. Um, not that we don't love Lucy, but she kind of had it coming, you know? Yeah, it is. It is a very sinister moment. I started laughing when I, after I saw it and I started thinking about it, I was like, Megan's at home going like this. Like, <laughs> like I can't wait. Really giggle. It is. It's like such I, a sinister moment. I, I, I giggle every time. I've seen it now a million times because, you know, in the edit, you watch everything a million times. But uh, I, I, every time I still, I still laugh. <laughs> So that moment shocked me. And I'm like, all right, I don't, Megan can't shock me any further. Cause I'm like, that's crazy. And I know we're going to go back to the wedding. Right. So I'm, I'm like waiting and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm prepped. It's going to be awkward. It's probably gonna be some weird cliffhanger. Like I, I'm all prepared. 
what? What did you do to me? So, you know, he walks in, says that he has a fiance and I'm going, I'm, I'm like, wait, what? And I'm like, I, I'm so confused. And then he goes, yeah, yeah. And she's like, you know, excited to see you. And you did such a good job. Cause I'm going, all right, we're going to see Diana. This sucks. Like, oh my God. And then in walks her best friend that she's known forever. Like what? How did that happen? And I also want to specifically ask you too. So not only was that like, I, I literally the moment I think I messaged everybody was like, I'm totally shook. And like, I was, I couldn't get out of my brain for like days. Like seriously, like I just kept thinking. Oh so I want to ask you about that in particular, making that decision. But then also there's a specific shot where you have the two characters, women standing and he's in the middle. And the mm -hmm. way that he's looking to me was of anger that I'm still mad. Now, whether it's, we haven't seen a lot of years and more things that happened because it was her freshman year or whether he's still upset as to what happened as to what we have seen. I mm -hmm. just felt like the look was that of anger and like, <laughs> like, this is your friend. Like, I'm so excited to like bring this in front of you with his look. So I want to ask you about those like two specific moments. The Lydia twist was something that I put in my original pitch um, when I, before I had the job, I just was, I knew I, I wanted to end the pitch with something shocking that would leave it open to, because everyone always wants something that makes people want a season two. And I was just thinking like, what could he possibly do that he hasn't done? Because anyone else, if he were to, you realize he slept with them, you'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm surprised, but I, you know, maybe you could have predicted it, but he's never interacted with Lydia. And so I would, so it just felt like the perfect thing to do. And also what's the biggest betrayal Lucy could possibly have. And um, I think she has damaged her own friendships so much. That's such a thread in the second, the whole season, but definitely the second half of the season um, and that loneliness. So I think, yeah. Um, I think though that, in terms of him looking at them, any emotion from any of them, from Lucy or him, it's not going to be in reaction to what we saw at the end of the finale, because that's not the last time they saw each other. That's just one chapter of their relationship. And I'm hoping it was clear in the finale that they've seen each other since then, and they've had many more entanglements. And because it, they say, like, I haven't seen him in four years, and the freshman year is like seven years before. So there were still those other three years that we haven't seen yet. And right. hopefully we get to explore in a, in a second season. But in terms of whether he was looking angry or not, it's funny. I, I wasn't really sure what Jackson was doing in that moment. It was like very weird and bizarre, which is what I love about Jackson a lot. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? But I love it. Cause that's like Steven. Um, but I remember we were just like that shot. It, it was, it was accidental that he kind of got in the middle and was, looking like such a creep um and we were like we have to use that because like what the fuck is that and um but he I don't know if it's anger so much though as much as they are constantly in a game and you realize like that game is just not over anger specifically they're always going to be trying to one-up each other I mean, that shot, it was beautiful. I know Jackson, it drives me nuts. And I tell him all the time, because I can't, I, I never know what's going on. Like, I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thing, bad thing, what he's thinking. He's so good at like playing just straight. 
So when I saw that look, I just wasn't sure. Like, I was like, mm, like, I, I'm not sure if he's mad, but he's looking at her. He's such a watcher of people. And I think he's always looking for what, uh, you know, what is the, what is, what effect is this happening? Is this having on someone? Cause he can't help himself. You know, everyone's a pawn to him. So what are you expecting? I mean, like fans are going to freak out. Everyone's going to like scream when, when that episode airs. So I guess, are you prepared? And then also the biggest question, obviously, I know you don't know yet, but are we going to get a season two? What do we do to get a season two? Because everyone just asked me literally every day. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't you know. need to keep watching, get their friends to watch. Um, You know, right now it's looking very positive, but I do not know yet. It's still up in the air. Um, I hope that we'll know in the next two or three weeks. I think it really depends how, you know, we've been getting more views and our audience is growing steadily each week, which is great, but we are definitely a smaller show. We don't have, you know, some huge celebrity in it. We don't have you know, aliens or murder, or, you know, anything like that. We're not Game of Thrones. So we're a smaller show, but we are definitely finding our audience. And the audience that we have is very, very vocal and very passionate, which is amazing. So I think word of mouth is really important. Just continuing to get those numbers up. Um, and yeah, just, you know, I, but I do think, I hope that people are loud after the finale I think it'll people will have some kind of reaction I mean I know everyone in post did <laughs> when we when we when I handed that episode to the sound team they were all because they were like our first audience every time they hadn't um they, they hadn't read anything they hadn't seen anything and I would edit an episode with the editor for a few weeks and then I handed over to the sound team to work on it and they were always like ah. and they were <laughs> aghast at they were horrified about the Evan reveal oh um, yes I know oh my gosh because even in that episode when they when she says we both haven't been good friends to her and I was like how has Lucy not been a good friend to her and then I was like oh and that little look between Evan and Lucy that's in the first scene in that in the pilot it's tiny if you miss it but I think when you watch it back you're like oh like that little look between them they have secrets um yeah I'm worried that people are gonna be really pissed about Evan because people love Evan and Brie I feel like the Grinch who stole Christmas. Like I just put a dagger in it, but um, he'll re it, it'll be okay. He's a good guy ultimately. He's such a good guy. I don't think anything could like ruin that. Brandon, the actor, is such a good guy. He's like the nicest fucking person in the world. He's such a good guy. Um, every everyone loves him. I got people on set would always be like, "Kyle plays Evan is so nice," and I'm like, "I know he really is." Um, yeah, he's. They all did such a great job. I we got so lucky with this cast. There isn't like a weak link. They're all so amazing, and they're all fun. And yeah, we all really hope we get a season two. So we'll see. Yeah, well, I, he didn't come across like that at all. Cause I actually, he is so nice, and the character's so great that I didn't even think anything negatively about him. It just made sense because of the situation. But in terms of like long term, yeah, I wasn't even mad at him at all. It was more <laughs> I think like the shock that you put in there at the end just kind of takes over everything else anyway. So I'm expecting like Twitter, everything to just freak out like the second that airs. Oh, I, I, I think people will have strong feelings for sure. I hope people don't hate me for it. But <laughs> I'm very, very excited. I, I think everyone did such a great job on the on the finale so on all the episodes everyone we just got so lucky everyone's so good hope you guys enjoyed listening to showrunner megan oppenheimer break down that 
epic season finale of Tell Me Lies. We're all hoping for a season two, so make sure you head over to social and do hashtag Renew Tell Me Lies or hashtag Tell Me Lies season two. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content. Oh,